0: Eagle Nation, you're listening to Got Talk, a podcast dedicated to all things Georgia Southern football. Now, here's your hosts, Matt Monty and Cody Anderson. So Georgia Southern is a 1-0 on the young 2020 season, and it is a record that pretty much everyone expected us to have at this point. But how we got there... Really, I'm sure no one in Eagle Nation um, expected or, or certainly wanted us uh, to, to to have. So, Georgia Southern barely clinging on to a victory over FCS opponent, the Campbell University Fighting Camels, 27 to 26 in the season opener at Paulson Stadium. Um, hanging on for our dear lives, coming back in the second half after kind of an abysmal first half. Obviously, a lot of things at play here um, with players being out, and we're going to spend a good amount of time talking about that. But just first off, Cody, you know this—we uh, we, we talked about it in the preview of you know th- this was a game, you know, nationally televised game. We wanted to show up and show out, and it did not happen. It was concerning, and you know, you and I, we we hate the cliche we've talked about it before of a win is a win and you know yes it will go down in the record and surely you know i guess we're happier now talking about 1-0 rather than 0-1 and losing to an fcs team but there was a lot of things on saturday there there wasn't a lot of things on saturday to really be happy about
1: um yeah no it this is not the this is not how we envisioned how this podcast would go right off the bat um for this season we figured that there'd be a, a comfortable win. Not to say that this game would be 100% easy and a cakewalk all the way through. We kind of knew that their quarterback was 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 a was an athlete. We knew that they had good coaching. We knew that they had a big offensive line. But not, nobody expected the scare that we got. And this is this is very concerning going forward, to say the least. Um, a lot of things we'll get into about things we didn't like, things that we did like, and, and hopefully things that we can see improve before FAU comes to town. But this is, uh, yeah, a, a win's a win. And we kind of mentioned that, and it's great, and it's 1-0. Oh, but you don't have that great, comfortable, hoorah feeling to, to go with it to for this football season. There's a lot of things I think a lot of fans in the nation want to see improve from week one to week two. Otherwise, I think the consensus is this could be a very long season, very quickly.
0: Yeah, and I guess I mean you know we we we've talked about the whole win and win thing, and and of course yes you know in when you're looking at it long term, that becomes, I think more true, right? So I mean when 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 you're looking at it, if if we fast forward and hypothetically at the end of the season you know, we're in the Sunbelt Championship game, or, you know, we are undefeated, or we just have one or two losses and have had a great season, or in a bowl game, we look back at this and we point to a number of things, th- yeah. right, like, like like the 33 players, we point to oh, first game jitters, uh, you know, delayed start, whatever, and we're like, okay, it was just kind of a fluke, um, look, look at our body of work for the rest of the season, but that's all hypothetical, the only body of work we have to judge on is what we saw on Saturday. Yep. So I think it is perfectly justified for Eagle fans. I've seen a ton of stuff on social media of of people, you know, saying the win is a win thing. You've heard it, you know, from Lunsford. You heard it from a lot of uh, fans and and some of the players. Um, but it, you know it. I think it's perfectly justified to be concerned yeah, because, yeah. you know, it's, it's just, and, and, and it, that doesn't make you a bad fan. That doesn't make you not true blue, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sick of seeing that kind of narrative, you know, out there, like on, on, on Twitter, on Facebook. And when anyone gets critical of anything, you know people are like oh you're you're not a true fan you're not no like those are the true fans the ones that yeah. can like look through and see like look there's a problem here and also not be happy or content with mediocrity yeah you know exactly and 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 that's that's the thing that you know really concerns me is is we did we want uh, while maybe it wasn't going to be a k-walk you've, you've you know, this was essentially like uh, week two or even like week three of the season. We've seen a good amount of college football um, before this. We saw a good amount of Sunbelt football before this. We'll get into that a little bit of how great the Sunbelt looked, you know, uh, beating three uh, power five teams, you know, uh, getting wins over ranked teams. Mm-hmm. And then we, like I said, barely hang on. And I don't even want to say like win it. I mean, we we just... You know their quarterback threw. You know they they went for two, and then he sailed a pass over the guy's head. Yeah. You know, so like, and, and then three onside kicks. So I mean, um, it it wasn't even that we made a play to win. Essentially, it's just they lost. You know, well, <laughs> they lost the game. Yeah, so that's I what mean, I was say they.
1: <sighs> that's what yeah a w is a w. But if you really look at the game, it's not so much I feel like we won the game as Campbell didn't take a. a, a um opportunities of, of what we gave them, right? Like, they didn't take advantage of really some really poor defensive play. I mean, how many drop balls did they have in which wide receivers were
0: wide open in the secondary? They had that. They had the guy that tripped over the B. Yeah. And, and the, of course, now they – you know, some people were pointing to that of like, oh, thank God that happened. I mean, they still <laughs> scored, of course. <laughs> yeah. And like that, that the B was the, the best player on the team <laughs> or, 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 or on defense. But – yeah I mean it, it's it, you're right I mean and, and, and that's what you see a lot in these games where you have kind of a, a quote unquote lesser opponent or, or lower level opponent you know um, we, we've we seen it right in, in our games against power fives like we dominate most of the game but then there's those one two maybe three moments throughout the game usually later in the game that happen that you don't take advantage of that, and then that ends up year. by right and that ends up buying you in the butt they had a couple of those Campbell did um, we, we put it on the table for them and You know, uh, and credit to them, uh, you know, obviously for playing their butts off, and then you know, at at the end, going for two, you know, they easily could have taken it to overtime, and who knows what would have happened? Um, You know, I. You know, looking back, I'm I'm kind of grateful that they went for two, cause cause I I'm I'm not sure if you know we would be having the same conversation. You know, it might be a little different if if it if they had just kicked the extra point and went to overtime, and and you know, I I definitely think it was trending the way where they were in position to win it if they did that, but but I I totally get the the mindset of just going to win at a um, well, in a regulation when you're in their it's situation. A, it's a Tom Osborne mindset.
1: Mike Minter played with Nebraska in the mid 90s. I mean it's that that's their belief. I mean they they you just go for it. You go for the win. You don't you don't worry about ties. You just go for it. So you're not I'm not really surprised they went for two at the end. Um, they had to the play it, and they took a delayed game too. That's another thing that that. I don't think people really understood is that they had a delay a game that backed them up five yards. They should be five yards shorter to the goal line.
0: Yeah, which so, obviously could change that play. Yeah, exactly. It gives Maybe them you, a lot you,
1: more opportunities and a lot more places. You do RPO-style yeah. play
0: or something like that where you have the quarterback have a chance to to make a play or run in if, if the pass isn't there. But, um, yeah, I mean – you know, and, and that really that philosophy kind of speaks to to my point here is that, you know, they they seem to have that kill mentality. We did it yes. the entire game. Yes, We, we just did it right. Yes. We were hanging on doing what we needed to do to to possibly win where they were going for the throat. You know, they, they were doing everything they could to to win that game where we were doing kind of the bare minimum not to lose it. Yeah. I mean, that's what it seemed yeah, like.
1: Yeah, we were playing not to lose, and they were playing to win, and it was clearly shown that on Saturday.
0: So, obviously, you know, the, the big storyline here, and I, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about the game before getting into this, but, I mean, th- this certainly is a factor in, in, in what happened, but I think the big question here is – is is just how much of a factor and in and, and time honestly will we'll tell I guess I mean we'll yeah. see with FAU this week and then we'll see moving on um you know what happens with this but I'm of course talking about all the inactive inactive players so 33 inactive players um a lot of things to unpack here Cody so you this list came out three hours before kickoff you know obviously you had the the delayed kickoff there but um, just just a few hours before the game, we learn uh eagle when i say we eagle nation all the fans learn um that 33 players will be inactive for the game yep. now this list is a all-encompassing comprehensive list that is not just covid related it also includes you know coach discretion it includes the typical things that you would see with inactive lists, you know, this is nothing new teams release inactive lists all the time. So you have injuries on there, you have academic suspensions, you have off the field, on the field suspensions, um, what have you. So it's everything, but that is a huge number. It's 33 players. That's over 25% of the team. So, you know, we're, we're looking at that and you know, it's a shock obviously because you already had the, the two deep, uh, depth chart release, you know, like almost like a week earlier, right, for this first game. And you're seeing some of the names that were on that list that now are on this list, on the inactive yeah. list. So it, it kind of throws off everybody. And, um, you know, now we have a little bit more clarity. Uh, you know, our, um, our, our boy, the big guy, uh, uh, f- uh, Frank um, so- Sokowski at WJCL, uh, did some great reporting with article um, that kind of broke down um, and, and answered some of these you know questions that I'm sure from, all of from us have
1: quote unquote anonymous sources
0: from anonymous sources always Chunsford. So- <laughs> 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 right 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 <laughs> so you know and and that's the thing that's what's been frustrating with this is there is a lot of kind of conflicting information with yes. the storyline right that we saw um, again it released just three hours before the game. And then afterwards you hear certain things from Lunsford, you hear, you know, I went back and, and listened to Josh Aubrey's interviews and, and Wirt says something that, you know, uh, that they, that the players didn't really know the full story um, yeah. that they kind of found out. Right. So there's conflicting information there. There's just a lot of stuff. So let's, let's not get super ahead of ourselves, but uh, with this WJCL article, it added some clarity, you know, it. Basically said that the 33 uh, athletes that um, there were essentially, if I'm reading this right, Cody, uh, two positive cases because the the program has had five total cases. They had three earlier, um, which which basically means we had two recent ones and the big bulk of that 33 number is contact tracing. Yes. So it's, it's any player. It doesn't mean that they've tested positive. Um, Certainly doesn't mean that they are showing symptoms or anything like that, but it's completely precautionary of, you know, they have been in close contact, um, you know, within six feet, not wearing a mask, that whole thing, which obviously is going to happen on a football team. Yep. Um, (laughs) Yep. And, you know, but again, that's that's a huge number. So then the other big thing in that story from Frank was that only two of the um, players were not covid related. So not positive tests or contact tracing that um, those, you know, were your normal things that you would see. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so which which were, uh, you know, suspensions for one thing or other. Now or it injuries specify which we found out one or, was or injuries yesterday. Right. So one was an injury, maybe one is a suspension, and we don't know, yeah, we don't know. what that is or who that is, mm-hmm. right? Um so I guess let's unpack this. So I mean, you know, with with the um you know, if, if you're talking about so um what, twenty nine ish players, I guess, right? Something like that. Yeah. Um that that are in that like contract tracing you know group um that is concerning because i guess the big question here is when has this when has this period started right because i mean obviously they're following the protocols of you know you've got the ncaa rules and guidelines you know in, in this article that uh, players who test positive had to have to sit out for ten days and then be symptom free for three days. The contact tracing individuals they have to um, have uh, been quarantined for fourteen days. Been quarantined for fourteen days, right? So that's a huge deal. So I yes. mean, you know, when when did this period start? Because you're talking, I mean, fourteen days, obviously two weeks, that encompasses you know the FAU game, depending on when that happened. So. How you know, we just learned on Saturday, of course, but that doesn't mean that that's when the period started. So, you know, is are these guys going to be back for FAU? We I mean, don't that's, know. that's what I'm getting yeah, at, you know? And, know, and that, and that's what people are wondering and we don't know. But that's a huge concern because as we saw. We're a very different team when we don't have you know, these players, players for one reason or another. Yeah. And we won't know how good we are until we have these certain players back. Well, and I you think know, it's, also,
1: um, it's also important to mention, too, that I think that there were probably some players, and I think Lunsford mentioned this in either a press conference or in one of the interviews, that there were players I think that could technically have played, but since they hadn't practiced the week before due to quarantine rules, he didn't feel comfortable in putting them out there. Mm-hmm. Now I think you, you, this still goes back to the bigger question: Well, who's available, and when do they become available? And and he, the team's not going to release that information. I think we'll all just have to find out that on Saturday. Yeah. So you know, if it's still the majority of these thirty-three players and the majority of this 15 fifteen-two deep that was out, then it's gonna it's gonna be you know this this weekend's gonna be pretty hard um, in terms of 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 a victory and you know yes FAU has a new head coach and they have a new quarterback and this is their first game and zero spring practices but this is a very talented FAU team that's coming to Statesboro this isn't no chump team you know this they're good they're good
0: yeah yeah and and i mean we we knew obviously this season was going to be different we knew that you know we were going to have to deal with a lot of adversity everyone's dealing with it right but i mean it definitely has seemed so far that it, it hit our program pretty hard. I mean, you know, I, I thirty three. I'm sure. You know, I don't know if that was the most of the weekend, but I'm sure it was up there. If if not the most, it, it um, definitely got so, the
1: headline on ESPN.
0: It, yeah, it, it got a bunch of headlines. So. I'm sure people are wondering there, like, what's going on? What's happening? Obviously, we, we know the news, you know, going on in Statesboro that they've kind of been a, a hotspot, hotbed of of cases and spikes and whatnot. And they were in, you know, New York Times of, of being in the top five of, of new cases and, and all that. So it's obviously happening, and that's not a good thing. And it's not – I'm not – putting anything necessarily on like the coaching staff or, or program for I mean, they're obviously following protocols there. But I mean, it's it's concerning. I mean, if you're starting off week one, you know, with 33 guys out, and the the big bulk of that is COVID related, um, you know, again, yes, you're following the protocols and, and safety is first and foremost. Um, so so that's good to see. But if this is a if this is a trend, you know, that that's that's what that's what I'm looking for is and again time will tell with that. But is is, is this something or are we gonna be seeing In the 20s, you know, of players that fit in these categories every week. Or is this a one off? Is this a one off that this this was just the extreme extreme that, you know, we I don't want to say got it out of the way because it doesn't work like that, obviously. But that that, you know, it just so happened that our big spike that our big, you know, whatever was in that first week and then everything's going to, you know, dial down as we move move forward and I, you know, maybe not, uh, we're going to have players out, you know, we're, 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 but is it going to be 30 something players or is it going to be 10 players or five players? Yeah. And or time will tell, like 15 players?
1: but at least we do have some good trends going in the right direction. Right. I think the George and just released something yesterday that said only 95 students had been um, tested as positive or, or has been reported as being positive for COVID, which is a, is a pretty, big drop down from the previous two, three weeks since school has started. Uh, you know, this will be a storyline throughout the season. It's just how big of a storyline will it be? You know, this isn't going away. So, you know, as long as things tend to trend downward and keep on going downward, then I would look forward to that there would be less players affected and less people having to be out due to contact tracing or due to them having the virus in general. And and that hopefully this won't be as big of an issue moving forward. Um, yeah. But I mean, what I mean, we're no fortune teller, so we can't say that for certain. But it just at least trend wise, it looks like it's going in the right direction.
0: Yeah, and that that hopefully is promising. I mean, you know, you you'd like to think that it doesn't get worse than thirty three. That that is kind of like yeah, you know, exactly. the the benchmark. Because I mean, honestly, you know, it's twenty five percent of your team, and you know, seven starters. Um, you know, uh, and and we'll talk about that. Four on offense, uh, three on defense. But you had some defensive guys. You had some units that, like the entire unit, was out. And we, we've talked about that in the preview of, of what happens when, like, a whole room, um, you know, uh, gets, um, you know, gets in that contact tracing uh, group. Yeah. Um, and and we saw that with with cornerbacks and things like that. And and certainly the you know our our DBs struggled in this game. You know, we we, we saw a lot of lapses um, with uh, coverages and things like that that allowed Campbell to. Um, you know, to to strike a uh, strike on us, um, and, and get back in the game there, uh, late, and you know that's that's going to be a huge thing to see. You know, when those players are able to return, but you know, uh, let, yeah, let us just hope that it's it's lower moving forward. That this is more kind of a one off, um, and that some of these players come back. Now, you know, the other thing I guess that's important to point out is. This potentially, you know, it's uh, all these players aren't necessarily in the same like group. Right. I mean, uh, you know, it's I guess you could think that they are. But I mean, if if you're talking 20 something players, I I guess it's possible like what those two positive cases. Right. Were those at the same time? I don't know. I don't know. You know, don't know, so so I mean, maybe they were a few days apart. Maybe they were a week apart. So then you've got, you know, you split that 20 something number where, you know, all these guys aren't going to be back at the same time. I don't know. You know, th- there's so yeah. many questions still that we're probably not going to get the answers to. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm thankful to Big Frank for being able to get that reporting in, um, get, you know, talk to those anonymous sources and get the information we have. But I, I'm not sure if we're going to get anything more than, than what we know right now. Yeah, and i don't I don't, um, I don't expect it. I don't expect it. Yeah, you're you're not gonna get. I mean, with obviously with HIPAA and all that stuff, you're not gonna get player names. You know, you're not gonna get kind of a breakdown of of everything. Um, you know, and we certainly can like speculate here and and you know dissect the the roster and and, and figure out maybe like who's who or or whatnot. But you know, it, it ultimately, it, I guess, that doesn't really matter as much. Um, you know what matters is just getting these guys back. I mean, obviously, you know, going back to the Campbell game, um, 33 players with the seven starters, obviously you have some big names there, you know, Wesley Kennedy being out, um, you know, uh, Kendrick Duncan Jr. Um, Darryl Baker on defense, you know, so, not having those guys on the field I don't think it's even an argument that we're a better team when those guys are on the field yeah right CJ Wright you know so while it was just seven stars seven stars is a lot you know and 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 I think you probably saw a little bit more I mean offense didn't look great in the first half I think you probably saw more of an impact from this on defense than you did on offense only three, you know, three starters again on defense that were out, but they were they were key starters when were already key young starters, and inexperienced. Yeah, on, yeah, it, in the secondary,
1: it, especially the secondary. I think that's where it was. You saw the impact the most, right? Like, I mean, man, I mean, there were a lot of, I mean, drop passes, but it wasn't like they were covered. I mean, they were wide open. Yeah, um, and either hit them in the hands or. Was just barely overthrown. I mean, it was, there's a lot to work there um, in the secondary for sure. And, you know, as we get into uh, tougher competition, you have FAU, you're going to have Louisiana, you're going to have App, you're going to have Troy. If those holes are still available and there's still that miscommunication in the secondary and people not knowing where they need to be at or how to tell other players they need to be here or there or whatever. It's gonna be a very long season when you look at it in terms of how our defense performs it's gonna be it's it's gonna it's just gonna to be tough in general to win football games i think yeah. I know a lot of people are upset about the offensive line and offense and we'll get to that later but to me the most concerning part of the whole game was secondary play
0: yeah no i i I agree and i mean it they they looked lost i mean they did and 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 that to me, that that falls on coaching, Cody. I mean, it, it does. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I agree. You know, agree. we we talk we talk all the time about next man up and and all this, and and we talked in the previews of how we're well positioned for this and that. A lot of teams across the country are gonna you know possibly struggle with with um, scenarios that could play out like the way it did, where you you have a big group of players that are missing, and you have that depth, you have that next man up mentality, you have the blue collar mindset. We didn't see it. you know with no. the, the team came out flat you know, especially on defense, they look lost at times, you know, it, you and you saw it last year too, you know, in, in a non COVID world where, you know, you come out flat, especially on the road. Um, but, you know, you, you have certain drives where, you know, the defense just kind of looks lost and then they have miscues and, and and that all falls on coaching. Of yeah. Why weren't these guys ready? I understand they're young. I understand they're inexperienced, especially the secondary was going to be that no matter what, Um. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you have some kids that have never seen college ball, you know, before. But I get that. I don't but, think we can you know, use that
1: excuse. I mean, no. if you go back and look at Arkansas State, Kansas State this past weekend, they had 20-something guys out, including eight starters. If you watch that game, yep. yeah, they got down 21-7 quickly. But, one, they never gave up. Two, they came back, and they didn't look completely lost or like they didn't know what to do out there. I mean, they, right. they were prepared. They were ready. Yes, they have— Two veteran quarterbacks. Yes, they have a fantastic wide receiver in Adams, who lit us up last year. It, but regardless, we're not the only team having to deal with multiple starters out, with multiple people not being able to to play a football game. This is this is the normal for this season, at least. We're gonna have to, as a team, coaching staff, fan, I mean everybody, have to figure out a way to to work past it and not. Just either get down or think, oh gosh, this is so horrible. We're not having, we're missing thirty something players, twenty something players. It's, it's a it's a road hump that every team's gonna have to play, and we're gonna have to just mentally be tougher than it, and and just say, okay, it's my turn to shine. You know, don't look at it as a way to be like, oh man, so and so is not playing. Look at it as now it's my turn to get in there and play a game and show what I can do. Right, and and yeah, that's, and that, that's that, what that's th- what I don't, and, and that's to me kind of. Get back to your previous point in which we, I don't want to say we weren't played
0: scared, but we played lost and we
1: played like we weren't confident in our
0: abilities. We did. We were just kind of going through the motions out there. And and I mean, it, yes, it's easy to point to that 33 numbers, easy to point to the seven stars. But yeah, like you said, everyone is dealing with this. It's not like last year where... We, you know, got had no in of the stick. Blind. Yeah, well, yeah, we got the we 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 had really bad luck, right, uh, last year with with everything that happened um, on the field and off the field, and and dealt with all that adversity that a lot of teams didn't have to deal with. Everyone's dealing with this. Yes, thirty three. That might have been the most of the weekend, um, but like you said, we had seven starters out. Arkansas State had eight, and they beat a power five team. You yeah. know, so I'm I'm sick of the freaking excuses of you know of of this. Stuff. I mean, you know, is is are again? Are we going to be a better team? When Wesley is on the field, when those other guys I mentioned are on the field, yes, when we have that depth, yes, we'll be better. But how much better? How much better? Because we beat Campbell by one point. So, you know, are are you know, do we beat them by seven? You know, is that good enough to beat Kansas State or a ranked Iowa State team? Is that good enough to beat Louisiana or you know Arkansas State or App State or any you know the uh, we don't play Arkansas State, but you get my point. Any of the yeah, teams yeah, yeah. that we play on the season is that good enough to beat FAU? No, it's not. Right now, it's not. We have to play. World's better, you know. If if we play like the way we did on Saturday, we're not winning another game, Cody. We're just we're not. I mean, I, I hate to be blunt, but we're not. Now, how much does that change with you know these guys coming back and just with general progression of of you know even if you put out the same guys that were out there. Does coaching get better? Does play calling get better? Does does cohesion get better? All that kind of stuff, you know. Obviously, that can improve with the season too. But it's it's frustrating, and it's perfectly fine and justified to be frustrated as a fan right now, especially when you look across the Sun Belt and you see the body of work that they put in. Every you know, team outside this week, of Louisiana
1: yeah. Monroe is, and now we haven't seen Troy and Georgia State, but every team so far besides Louisiana has has shown vast improvement from last year.
0: Yep. I mean, even even like your Texas States that yeah, are that's Texas zero and State two. Has they the put offense. up forty eight points. They barely lost to uh, Texas San Antonio, which I understand isn't great. But yeah, SMU they gave them a fight. They so, should be I mean, two we, and zero. Yeah, right. And and we we're we're in for a world of hurt, Cody. I mean, we really are. If unless we see vast improvement, you know, and and that's why there's so much concern right now because you 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 know it it does make it worse. You know, when you're in when you're in this vacuum and can just look at it from. You know, through our eyes, sure you can point to all this kind of stuff, but then you look across at our conference mates and and the people that we're going to play in upcoming weeks, and see what they're doing. You know, under right uh, now similar circumstances, and they're not having these issues. No, they're not. Right
1: now, you have three ranked teams in our on our schedule: Louisiana Army. You have a Coastal Carolina team that dominated Kansas. Like a normal other Big Twelve opponents would dominate Kansas. Coastal looked fantastic if you watched them Saturday night. They looked really, really good. They did. And yeah. if they keep on rolling the way they're doing, there's, I mean, there's not a reason why they couldn't be a ranked team. Texas State that you mentioned looked vastly improved from last year. South Alabama, South Alabama should be two and zero. They nearly, they should have beat Tulane, and not only they should beat Tulane, Tulane. And, yep. They and they, they beat the really crap out of Southern Miss. Yeah, they should have. I mean, they. Forgot to play football the second half, but they were dominating Tulane. It wasn't like it was just a close ball game throughout. They were twenty four to six. I mean, they were they were putting it to to Fritz and and Tulane um, before they kind of blew it. Yeah, you know, Troy's offense is going to be tough. We haven't seen it, but we know it's Chip Lindsey. We know the offense is going to be um, high powered. You're we, I think as a fan base, we should be concerned where we're going. It, yeah, it, I mean, there's, there's no, there's no honestly about of
0: it. of the Sun Belt teams that have played, other than maybe maybe ULM, we've looked the worst. We have looked the worst of 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 anybody that's played so far. Yeah, and and that's and that's concerning because again, we played freaking Campbell. <laughs> you know, I mean, and again, all that all those things, sure. But we played Campbell, we beat him by one. How much does this conversation change if we lost? To me, honestly, it doesn't so much. You know, I, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm being hard, but, like, I, I think we need to be, right? You know, someone needs to be held yeah. accountable here. And, you know, with I, – I, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we won, obviously, but I don't know how much my opinion or frustration or concern changes if they get that two-point conversion and we lose that game. Right, I mean, obviously, huge, monumental loss, historic loss, if it happens. But I, I'm I'm just as concerned. I'm happy that we won, and you know, I'm hoping that it's just kind of a fluke type thing, and we can look back again, you know, weeks from now and be like, oh, okay, you know, haha, we we lost, you know, barely beat yeah. Campbell, but look at this. But I, I I'm concerned either either way of of no matter how that uh you know play there on the two point conversion played out. You know, I I don't think to me my concern doesn't change because we didn't make we didn't make the plays, especially on defense. You know, again they they just they didn't make the plays. You know, to, to, to win the game when they needed to, um and and we uh, lucked out. I mean we escaped. You know, <laughs> so. Yeah. And, and that's, that's not going to happen against any other opponent. It's not, no, I'm yep, not taking not. anything away from Campbell. Um, you know, they certainly came to play. I think they're very well coached. I think they were better coached in this game, honestly. You know I mean? They, they were, I mean, you, you, and you know, who knows, maybe they upset one of these, you know, they're playing a four game schedule. Maybe they upset one of these, uh, the some opponents are playing. App they have coastal, they have app and they wake. Yeah. May, you know, maybe they get, Upset over Wake, maybe they beat Coastal right after after that win over Kansas. Um, who knows? You know, I I think you know those teams won't sleep on them now after they uh, you know saw the game against us. But again, we're not going to know until we see more games of of you know is is this a one off situation, or is this a bigger problem? And you know, I'm I'm not sure that I don't believe. The latter. I mean, I, you know, it's it, there, there's there's certainly things to work on, and, you know, getting those guys back will help, but I don't know if it helps to the degree that's going to get us where we want to be, which is to be a contender in the Sun Belt to win a championship. Yeah.
1: yeah. Now, with the 33 out, I think it's kind of fair to mention that if... If all 33 of those players are scholarship players, and that brings us down to, I think, what, 52 scholarship athletes that were on the sidelines to play the game against Campbell, who is at, I think, 65? I don't think they had anybody missing out because of any COVID or injury-related issues, at least they didn't say in, in the broadcast. So, I mean, do you think that is kind of something that we have to take into consideration, that maybe Campbell actually had more scholarship athletes than we did?
0: Sure. I mean, I I guess you could point to that as as like an argument, but on paper, you know, in theory, they're not as talented. Right, I mean, like, like you, you have to think our our second strings, even our third strings, could arguably be just as talented, if not more talented, than their first stringers. I mean, just by the nature of them being an FCS program versus as FBS. I know that's not always the case. We certainly saw that when we were in FCS, where we had some better players at certain positions, and um, you know, than FBS teams. But you know, I, 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 I just, I, I don't buy that. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't think that justifies how close of a game it was and, and, and some of the things we saw of, you know, just uh, lapses on defense and, and how stale the offense was coming out of the gate. I just, you know, I, I I don't, we have a ton of time. We still had a ton of talent on the field and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, it, it just, we had, you know, wake up calls here and there, you know, in the second half where we obviously got it done, but I, I, I don't buy it. I, I, I think I think on paper, we're a more talented team top to bottom than Campbell, even if you give them five extra scholarships or give them whatever it is. Right. Yeah. I, I I do just because, you know, the, the five extra scholarships don't mean that they're four star players, three or four star players. Right. They could be five extra two star players. Yeah. So um, I, I just you know, I, I, I think that's uh I think that's a lame argument if, if someone really wants to point to that, honestly, because, okay. uh, again, it was seven it was seven stars. I understand depth and stuff and 33 is a lot um, and, and seven stars is, is significant. I'm not trying to take that away, but we've seen, you know we've seen five stars i mean uh, hell we last year with the offensive line you know we had our entire offensive line out um pretty much all year you know so so we've we've dealt with this before certainly probably not this early in the season and and all at once but i mean 33 is a lot seven is a lot but seven in the grand scheme of things with the amount of talent we have i don't think is so detrimental
1: then if if you don't think that's it do you think Maybe the entire team not knowing that the vast total is thirty three is yeah. Is kind so of that's a mental issue. That's the thing that I want to talk a, about. A head case, Maybe like a, a head issue.
0: We don't even know if that's the case, though, Cody. That that's what's so frustrating to me because I've heard a million different things on that front. So, for those who might not know what we're talking about, there there's been conflicting information out there from inside the program of who knew what when, who knew who knew what and when. So you had, you know, um, the Savannah Good Moore news, by the way, great, great reporting. You had yeah. the Savannah Morning news beat reporter comes out and said that the team found out when the media and Eagle Nation found out all the fans found out. That obviously is concerning um, and kind of a lot to unpack there of, of yeah I mean you, you find out you you see that all the time sometimes with like a star player of maybe he tweaked his knee or something or, or whatever and they're not sure if the quarterback's going to go and it's kind of up in the air you obviously don't want to release that information for the other team to be able to to scout you know the backup or, or whatever and then they find out like. That you know, a couple hours before the game with everybody else. Hey, the star player's not playing. Um, That's very different than a quarter of your team isn't playing, right? So yeah. if 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 the team did in fact find out, you know, that day, and I'm I'm gonna trust what our players say, right? I, I I'm sorry. I, that's not necessarily. T- that's not taking anything away from Lunsford. I know you know he went and kind of counteracted that in his press conference. Post game press conference of of what uh, McLean uh, Baxley had said from Savannah Moore News of uh, that the the team found out with everybody else Uh, Lunsford basically said that wasn't true in 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 his post game press conference but then you go and watch you know Josh Aubrey had an interview um, and I'm sure you know uh, other reporters were on the call so this isn't just him but there was there's video of of shy being asked. If, you know, when they found out and he said that they found out that day, he said they knew some of the stuff, you know, that that they knew some things were going on. They probably knew some positives happened, whether or not they knew who, I don't know. And they knew Um,
1: contact tracing and quarantine. They knew they knew protocols. They knew
0: all that kind of stuff. But he made it pretty clear that they didn't know that vast number, that, that 33 I, I think, we're going to be. I think
1: both can be true, right? Like maybe players know maybe in their position groups, maybe even on their side of the ball, like maybe offensive players know more about offensive players than defensive players do. Sure. And vice versa. And maybe they had an understanding that, yeah, you know, so-and-so is going to be out. We're probably missing, you know, 10 guys on offense maybe, but they don't know about defense. You don't know the whole scope. Yeah. You don't know the whole
0: scope of it, which, which yeah, so. when when you when you compartmentalize it, it, it doesn't seem as bad. Yeah. So you're I like, okay, totally- we we've yeah, we've got two cornerbacks out in our position group, whatever. And then maybe you talk to some of your defensive mates and they're like, Oh yeah, this linebacker's out, this is out. But until you kind of see that or hear that thirty three number, yeah. it doesn't become as clear of, of how impactful it is. So then the question becomes, you know, if if that is true and they kind of knew a little bit but not the full story you know one is you know is 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 that the right way to do it you know with with the program um and you know obviously it had an impact whether it was from a mindset standpoint or you know um talent and depth standpoint um probably yep. you know, obviously a combination but you know i don't know i mean it could could that have been handled better cody i
1: probably looking back at it yeah Um, And I think the coaching staff probably realizes that too. Um, And I would probably say that probably going forward it will be handled differently. I I would be very surprised if going forward when everybody finds out two or three hours before game time who's not going to be playing and who is, that that will also be the same time that the entire team finally finds out the actual total numbers. You know, it kind of would make sense that wherever you walk into, locker room, weight room, you know, whatever – that there's probably going to be some list total of who's out. Maybe you don't have names up there, but maybe at least put the number up there so that the players know, okay, this is what we're dealing with. You know, regardless of opponent, if you think that you're going in there with the mostly full slate, uh, you're going in there with most of your firepower, and then you find out 33 guys are out, that's going to have some effect.
0: It does. Yeah. Whether it affects you directly or not. Right. I mean, yeah, it like like if if you if, if you're an offensive player and you find out, you know, hours before kickoff that half your defense is missing that still could affect you mentally, right? Because you're like, oh, man, and then, and then you know, they blow a coverage, they do whatever, they give up two quick touchdowns to Campbell, um, and then all of a sudden the pressure is on you on offense to, to score. That has a mental effect on you, right, mm-hmm. subconsciously or not. And then certainly if it has a direct impact on you where, you know, you find out an hour or two before kickoff, you know, I'm expecting to just, riot, you know, warm the bench, and, and hey, you're and in you're starting you're in kid, yeah, yeah, um when, when you you've never played before, I <clears> in, hope in that's
1: not the case. I hope at least that the players who started knew they were gonna start during the week.
0: You'd hope so because again, you, we we talk about that next man up mentality all the time, but yes, but also. You have like to have some it. forewarning. Yeah, yeah. When I, I mean, they when, when, look like they didn't. Yeah, they, they did. And honestly, like if, if I had to speculate, I'd I'd say they didn't. And, and and that is a problem. If that's true, we don't know if that's true, but if that's true, that's an issue. Because yes, you see all the time with an X man up, with a quarterback goes down. Uh, you know uh, we saw uh, Miller Mosley come in right the the transfer from Wofford um, because Justin Tomlin was on that list so our backup quarterback on the list we see our third string quarterback come in when shy warts gets shaken up he comes in for a few plays so you have to be you always have to be ready when you're in the game when you have the information to be able to give players a heads up. Obviously, you can't anticipate someone getting hurt in a game. Um, you know, you just have to try to be as ready as possible because um, you don't know when that's going to happen. But with something like this, the, the tests have happened. The contact tracing has happened. You know, again, we don't know where in the week that happened. Um, you know, I'm sure it didn't happen on Saturday, right? So no, well, we th- know the testing occurred on Wednesday yeah. and that the results came back Friday. Yeah, so at least you could have 24 hours, you know, to uh, to prep these guys to be like hey so and so or maybe not even name names just hey just so you know you're starting Saturday, get ready, you know, get get in, get in the place that you need to be um, yeah. rather than an hour or two before the game. You know, and, and, cuz that does that that has, you know, the nerves are going to be there. I mean, it's the first game. It for a lot of these kids it was the first time they were going to be starting uh, regardless, you know, we we'd obviously had, um, you know, players that were <clears throat> getting their first starts. And then, um, you know, but you have some other guys that probably didn't expect to see playing time for a while, right? Um, and, you know, if, if they truly did find out just a couple hours before the game, um, you know, you're going to see the inexperience regardless. But you're also going to see, more nerves and maybe not the right mindset if they were kind of just thrown in that situation without having time to mentally prepare. Yeah. All right.
1: So we we've been pretty hard on the team so far throughout the first We have. Okay. What positives did you see?
0: I don't know. I don't <laughs> I'm I'm okay. sorry. I, I don't know. I, I You know, I mean, shy being a baller and putting the team on his back in the second half, you know, after, you know, the whole offense just didn't play well in the first half. Um, I mean, you, see, that's where I kind of disagree with you at. I didn't think the offense played that bad.
1: In terms of, of overall. Now, you, I know there's a lot of people online picking at the offensive line. And, okay. But if you go through and look at it, what did we ask them to do in, in the in the preview of the game in season? We asked them that if, if they really do have an offense that has a, an improved or, or a different passing scheme, throw it on the table and let's see it. I think they did that in the first half. And I liked some of the parts that I saw. I liked the short passing aspect of it. Some of the deep balls obviously were overthrown or didn't look all that great. But that can easily be fixed. Um, it, it's kind of interesting. If you look at the very first play, follow JD King out of the backfield he is wide open there's nobody within 30 yards of him if shy hits him right off the get-go it's a touchdown and we're up and or we tie the ball game yep. and it's but it's pass interference 15 yards well, fine that's great we can move the change I like this short passing game I thought it looked crisp I thought it looked nice um we should have had a touchdown on the one in which the we bobbled the snap on the field goal the ball hit Logan Wright's hands but that happens that's no to me that's not so much scheme or play calling that just that's just a football play and that happens sometimes players are just going to misplace we just can't we can't get mad at them about that that just happens I didn't think the offense was that bad now would I like them to finish drives instead of two field goals two touchdowns yes you know our third down conversion still an issue yes but the new center looked fine the he had one bad snap. The other one with I think with Shy just kinda of went through his hands. I think if you were to ask Shy, he would probably say I should have that a hundred times over. Right. I agree. Um Um and I think if he catches that, I can't uh, T V doesn't always give you the best look, but if he catches it, I think there would be a a pretty big hole for JD King to run right up through the middle. And I think we probably would have got pretty close if not converted that second down. And I think the ball game probably ends in a little bit less of a heart attack. For the fan base, but that that's not how it would happen. I think you would like to have seen Shy just pick the ball up, run out of the tackle box, and just throw it out of bounds yeah. instead of take the twelve or fifteen yard sack that he took. Right. Um you know, second half I mean, the, the team didn't quit. They the, had persistence. The, I think there'd been yeah. a thing that said that Chad Lunsford hadn't lost, hadn't won a game when he's down at overtime. Well, we changed that. I think there's some positives that we can look at it, especially on the offensive front.
0: I think offense—I'm not—if I'm not, you were to tell me
1: who played better, offense played better.
0: Oh, well, defense. of course. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm not arguing that. <laughs> but okay. I don't think the offense was necessarily great. I, I think they were— Maybe average, and and the defense was was pretty bad. I mean, it, you know, it, uh, I mean they they made some plays. We talked about up front how good they are, and you saw that, and and they made plays when they needed to there in the second half with Raymond Johnson and and, and taking advantage of, of kind of some of Campbell's miscues with the bad snaps and things like that. Um, you saw special teams step up um, with uh, you know the the great the, acting job, the, the, the great acting job, <laughs> uh, you know the punt to, to set us up for, for that touchdown. And, um, you know, but you, you look at, you know, with offense, you look at the first half, we had 89 rushing yards, 52 passing yards, 141 total in the first half, um, you know, 4.1 yards per play. It's, it's okay. I mean, it, you know, but, but against Campbell, you, you, I expected more, you know. I I wanted him more. I do. I do well, I hear. Think I think buddy did. I hear but, your point about mixing it up, and I I do like that. You know, I I think the play calling was more creative and um, added more variety than we're used to seeing. Okay, um, in, in the last two years, especially early on, so. I was good with that. And and again, with those passing plays, you have to remember, you know, as we kind of ease into this of, of opening the playbook up more, they're not always going to work. You know, you're not always going to, you know, Shai's not always going to see the open man. The players aren't always going to make the catches. Um, <clears throat> we obviously are, are growing in those areas of of wide receivers. We had Darion Anderson out, you know, one of our key wide receivers. He was on that list. Um, you know, our, our main, our starting tight end was out. Right. So, uh, and, and Bo Johnson. So you, you, but you DJ have Butler played pretty good. DJ Butler played at well, least, at least receiving wise. Yeah. But, but my point is, is you've just like defense, you've got guys that are in there like for the first time that aren't used to mm-hmm. it. So it's, it's unrealistic and not fair to expect them to just come and ball out you know i mean there's going to be learning curve there's going to be you know adjustment period there um so it's it's a give and take and you know doing it against a team in campbell even though we almost lost is you know i think the right thing to do because it could easily go the other way you know i think with a run you know you're doing a dive play you're doing um you know a pitch option Yes, I mean you could argue, you know, you get one more block and in a five-yard gain turns into a thirty-yard gain, forty-yard gain, whatever. But I think with passes, it's it's more it's more dramatic, more significant. Does that make sense? So like, you 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 have an open receiver, you get a big drop that could be a touchdown. That hits against FAU. That hits against App State. That changes the game, right? Mm-hmm. Where where yeah. like a run, you know, the difference between a five-yard gain, seven-yard gain, ten-yard gain, whatever. Yes, when you stack that up, it's gonna make a difference. Um, but but passing, I think it's good. you know, it's it can be promising to see some of those things. you know, e- even if it's a drop, even if it's a um, misread or something like that, the fact that it's there, that it could hit in the future and will probably be there again in the future and hit in the future is promising. Right. Yeah. So, and yeah. you know, because we have more in our arsenal, we have more at our disposable uh, disposal to do. So, when we're playing FAU, we're not one-dimensional, where we can only do the dive play forty times a game, right? So, I I, I, I did like to see, uh, you know, I, I I I enjoyed seeing that. Um, and yes, overall they played better than the defense. Um, you know, you just. <laughs> I, I and I think I think in the first half, the defense played into my perception of the offense because of you talked about the finishing drives. If we don't give up back to back scores there to Campbell on their first two drives, you know and and they go up 13, you know, I think it looks it doesn't look as bad when we just get those two field goals, right. Um, if if we had like a slow start and we held them to a field goal or we held them to no points and it was six nothing, six three, you know, one way or another, that doesn't look as bad as thirteen to three or thirteen to six, whatever it was, right? Um, yeah. So I mean, the, the the defense I think makes the offense look that much worse because of how flat they came out of the gate, right? No, there's uh, no question they all came out flat. Yeah, but but you see what I'm saying, like with. Yeah. You know, if, if 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 Campbell doesn't score those two, I mean, it, it it I don't think people would be as up in arms about
1: it. I don't think it would be. No, if our defense came out and balled out and just shut them down, yeah, and then 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 I don't think people. It's the end really of the first quarter. and It's six to yeah. three.
0: It's halftime, and it's tied six to six. People would be like, "Oh, you know, I wish we like scored some more touchdowns. We had opportunities, but no one's freaking yeah. out." It's thirteen to six, and we're like, "What is going on?" You know. Yeah, so. and well,
1: I think that the, the what is going on is because of of. Includes the defense. You know, yeah. if if the defense plays up to what we thought the defense could do, then then I think it's more on the lines of what's going on with the offense. This is the same stuff we saw last year. What's happening? But it, I think it's the I think the issues with the defense is I think is what's throwing a lot of people off, uh, or throwing a lot of the fan base into kind of almost a panic mode right off the get go. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I haven't seen a win like. This or this reaction to a win from our fan base since probably Savannah State under Tyson Summers when we won that game. Yeah, you know, and I mean, we we blew out Savannah State, but if I felt like one third to one half of the fan base was like, "Y'all, something is not right with this team." Yeah, and the other to me, to me, this felt like New Hampshire. It it
0: felt like New Hampshire in in Alabama, and obviously you're displaced there and whatnot. Also under Tyson Summers um and we and we obviously lose that game but again to me i feel almost the same way while i'm happy we got the win i feel almost the same way about it as if they converted that two-point conversion and one because the concern is still there i mean the the fact that they missed one play and we got the win it doesn't to me that doesn't negate anything like we we still played really bad and and you know um was it as bad as we saw against New Hampshire was it as bad as we saw with Tyson under uh, um Savannah State I don't know you know I saw some comments be, out there that be- this was the worst game we've ever played I don't know if that's the uh, you know I don't know if I agree with that I don't that.
1: think that's the case no 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 I mean you look at West Georgia in 94 I mean the, there's there's plenty of games in which we played worse as a program but let's let's just say for the sake of argument we we have a, another bad game against FAU. Is the coaching staff on the hot seat after this game?
0: I think I think they should be. I, I think certain I think certain coaches should be. You know, depending on what what we see, if, if we keep yep. seeing you know uh, problems on defense and not having adjustments you know cuz i mean everyone's pointing to recruiting right that's the, that's the thing you're you're hearing i don't uh, think it's fra- recruiting it's not i recruiting. think it's development it's not it's development I, it's development and, it's and development. having players ready and making adjustments i mean that is what it is it is basic coaching and and you know we we talk all the time about like we have the talent people like we do and 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 that's why it's so frustrating because i mean if we if we were just a talentless team, you know, it it, it it I don't think I don't think that frustration would be there as much, but you know, even yes, if you're removing starters it's going to matter, but we we have talent behind these guys, you know. So with the secondary and stuff, yeah, they're going to make mistakes, they're inexperienced. What have you? But you saw it throughout the game and no adjustments were made, you know, the, the, nothing was done to back up those players to 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 change coverages to change schemes to do something to have those huge holes not happen, to have that those like little slants that Campbell kept running and completing on us for 15 yards, 13 yards. We've seen yards. that, for We've three seen years that. Now. right and adjustments weren't made to stop that. You didn't uh pull your linebackers back or or you know, go go into nickel or go, you know, do do something to prevent that. You didn't see it. So when when you see a glaring issue out there of this guy's just getting beat every play, do something about it change your coverage or, up or, to support or that guy.
1: Or their offense knows where your holes are in your zone and they keep on going there yeah. time and time again. Right. You know, it's...
0: And Campbell knew. So, and, I mean, like I said, they, they were yeah. well coached and they knew where we, you know, were weak. They, they they knew the areas where we had new guys playing, where we had the guys out. And, um, you know, they, they saw those holes and they exploited it time and time again. We weren't able to do that. And Mm-mm. it's just... it's frustrating so yes i would say you know and and i would hate to say like the with the 33 thing let's hope that's not the case again with the 14-day quarantine and and all the protocols if 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 that started on friday you know when the test results come out then we're gonna have 33 you know or, or around that number out for fau let's hope that's not the case yeah again i don't know um, but, you know, that will continue to be an excuse. I mean, it will, you know, for um, inept, ineptitude on, on defense or offense or anywhere you look at it, you know, they're going to point and say, well, we had this amount of guys out. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping that we get these players back. You know, I don't think it's going to go from 33 to zero. You know, we're still going to have a good chunk of the team missing against FAU. Um, FAU, who knows, could have guys missing too. Um, it's their first game. But, you know, I, I hope to see vast improvement. But if we don't, yeah. then, yeah, I, I think I think it's perfectly justified to start finger pointing on, 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 on coaching because it's, it's – and I hate it because I really love the coaching staff. I do too. I mean, I I do too. But I mean, it's it's something something's got to give here. And again, it it's 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 made that much worse because of what you're seeing across the conference. It is, you know, to me, like if if you're just looking at in that vacuum of us, I don't think it's maybe as bad. You can look at all these other, um, you know, you can point to all these other directions and say, well, this is why, this is why, this is why. But you look and say, you know, again, Arkansas State, eight starters out. They beat Kansas State, you know, in Manhattan. You know, they, they, uh, Louisiana had some guys out, I believe, right? They beat Iowa State, you know. So you, you look at that and it's like, well, yeah, we dealt with all this stuff, but I mean, we played Campbell. It's only going to get harder from here. And, yeah. and, you know, so, I'm I'm nervous. I really am. I'm I'm really nervous. I hope I hope that it's all, you know. I, I I don't want to be like sky is falling. I don't think it is yet. It's just it's just I'm I'm ner- I'm I'm not super optimistic moving forward. I hope I'm proven wrong. I hope that you know it, it was a one off, like I said, and that we that we get against FAU and we look like a much different team. Win or lose, yeah. Win or lose. I mean, e- even if we lose by a touchdown or lose by ten, if if we just look better all around like that. I'll feel better about that than I feel about a win against Campbell, a one-point win against Campbell.
1: Yeah, I don't think the fan base is going to take a loss regardless, um, even if we do look a whole lot better. Uh, against FAU? I, I mean,
0: you're talking about a conference champion. I mean, I, we'll, we'll, we'll talk. I mean, I get that,
1: but I think – I mean, it, it, it would depend on how the game is played. Yeah. It, it'll depend yeah. Okay. So –
0: so let's let's FAU. Let's talk about FAU. So um, obviously, big story here. They lose their coach. You know, like I said, conference USA champions, won their division, also won uh, a bowl game last year. Um, they were eleven and three, seven to one in the conference. Um, big storyline there. Obviously, Lane Kiffin gone. Uh, you know, goes to Ole Miss. Um, you know, after three seasons at FAU, and really built that program up. Um, from you know, they were. I think they were trending, um, you know, in the right direction when he came there. Uh, but they used to kind of be like a,
1: really. a bottom
0: dweller. Yeah, they, they were kind of average. They used to be really bad. I mean, they used they to were, be... They were 3-9 and nine and 3-9 and the two seasons before. Before, okay. Because I, I know that they were. They had seasons where they had like one win or, or two win. Yeah. So they, they were always kind of like a bottom dweller. He built that team up, um, made them contenders almost overnight. He leaves... Enters Willie Taggart, um, who you know has had a roller coaster ride um, in, in, in the coaching world in college football. To obviously, to say the least. Um, obviously, has had a lot of success and has had uh, you know a lot of failure too. Uh, you know, most recently at Florida State. Um, you know, goes there. Uh, doesn't, you know, uh, never really connected with a fan base. Um, you know, I, I live here in Orlando. I uh, listen, you know, uh, they have the coaches show and all that kind of stuff on, um, for, for Florida state broadcast throughout. And, uh, you know, it, it just, it never clicked. Something (laughs) never clicked there. And, uh, they basically wanted that guy out as soon as he came in and, it uh he goes back to group of five where he's had success at, at um, Western Kentucky. Um, he goes to FAU. and now this is a program that again, Lane Kevin built, so it's it's he, he's taking over a good team, a lot of talent. Um, hopefully, you know, Lane did good recruiting there and they, you know, they have, uh, guys to step up. They had some guys leave. Um, this is their first game. So we don't know too much about them with those question marks, right? So new coach, new quarterback, um, you know, and, and that's, that's kind of the other big story outside of the coach is, uh, so Nick, uh, is a red shirt junior. Um, he's already been named the starter, um, for uh, Saturday's game, uh, Chris Robinson, who was their uh, two-year starter, uh, he's no longer with the program. We don't really know details of why. Um, you know, there's like some speculation and stuff out there, but but he left. Uh, you know, as far as I know, I don't think he's ended up anywhere just yet. Um, but that was a that was a really strong quarterback. I mean, he you know he put up. Really impressive numbers, and certainly was a, a big uh, part of their eleven win season last year. So that that's kind of the biggest storyline, I think, for me outside of of Willie Taggart and and the shift uh, between Lane and Willie um, is is this quarterback. How is Nick Tronti going to do? Um, you know, they also have you know a really good running back, Cody.
1: Yeah, they do. Um, big key thing with this team overall is they had zero spring practices, so they didn't really get a chance to install anything. Or really work with anything that that Willie Taggart wants to change or introduce into FAU's offense or defense. Um, obviously, you said this is their first game, so they've always had an extra week or two of practice. Um, they're probably feeling pretty confident about this game after watching <laughs> us on Saturday. Um, but I think, as Lunsford said in in yesterday's um, Monday radio show, this is this is almost like another first game for for both teams, right? No. We don't really know what they're going to do. They obviously see what what we have and what we're going to do, so it's kind of going to be a a filler at least for you know one or two series. So I this is I don't know. They have a lot of they have a lot of good weapons. Wide receivers, P5 transfers, their running backs are really good. This quarterback I think was like a Mr. Florida football high school. Um, he was an Indiana transfer that came back. It, it, uh, they say he kind of reminds some of Zach Thomas from App State. He can run the ball as well as he can pass it. This isn't this isn't going to be no cupcake for sure. This is going to be a pretty hard test. Um, especially if we come out flat the way that we did on Saturday.
0: Yeah, and we can't. I mean, uh, if if we want to win the game, we can't come out flat. I think that's that's safe no, to say. No. no matter if we're again down thirty three players or we get everybody back and are one hundred percent right. We we have to, you know this this isn't Campbell. Uh, not taking anything away from them. I think they played really well. And again, I think they're you know if they played in the Big South conference this here, I think maybe you know they contend in that conference. I mean they looked really good, but maybe we're that bad. I don't know. Um you know that that quarterback yeah, there that quarterback there yeah. is really good, but I think we're going to be facing an even better quarterback this week, um in Nick Tronti and I think we, you know, a, a competent coach in Willie Taggart. I mean again had, had had some troubles, but you know he's he's a good coach and it's it's going to be a tough test. It was going to be a tough test regardless, but I think it's gotten that much harder now that we've seen you know what we did in week one.
1: Yeah, I, um, I mean, I don't really know what to say. This is this is kind of weird. We haven't seen them play. Um, you know, kind of like you said, Willie Taggart's had an up and down. Some seasons been really bad. Some seasons been really good. I, I look for FAU to have their struggles. Obviously, first game, first, you know. Real live competition in terms of of game speed, um, but I don't look for them to be. I don't look for them to to lay down or to look out of sorts or to look like they don't know what they're doing. Right, you know, like I look for them to be pretty competitive, and um, you also got to look at it to their conference USA. Sunbelt Belt has been getting a lot of press here lately mm-hmm. with. Three Big 12 victories. We've, we've looked good against Conference uh, USA or other uh, conferences um, with South Alabama playing Tulane and Southern Miss. yep. You look at Texas State being competitive against SMU. A lot of people
0: are – Well, Tulane's two, two American, but yeah.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what I'm yeah. saying is is that when we play out-of-conference opponents, right. we've we've performed pretty well against them, and, and everybody's kind of having the Sun Belt trending. We're kind of getting that national kind of – Darling, attention, as you can say. So, sure. there may be some some pride here on the line in which they come in here and try to make a statement and say, "Hey, look, we beat a Sun Belt team." Right. That's the, you know you know, and it's kind of like here, you know, th- yeah, they have two or three good teams, but here's FAU. We're going to show that we're we can dominate and and
0: and prove a point. Yeah, have, have that chip on their shoulder because I mean you you've yeah, seen exactly. it. You've seen it with like Louisiana Tech, I think it was, and like their AD, like. Spouted his mouth off about like you know how much better con- He's no longer there yeah right <laughs> how much better Conference USA is and and you know for a long time across the college football landscape Sunbelt was kind of looked at the looked at as the the worst you know group of five conference I think you and I have agreed even before um, everything that's transpired this season that that's not the case that we're you know we are a good conference I think now we're showing that we're getting that national recognition. We're getting that exposure on TV, and that's the other part of this is this game three thirty kickoff, it's on the mothership, it's on ESPN, um, another nationally televised game. Let's hope it goes better <laughs> than our last nationally televised yeah. game, because that wasn't a good showing. I mean, that I'm sorry, no. it's 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 not I mean, yes, all the factors there, and obviously the commentators talked about that. Um, but you know, a one point win against Campbell is not a good showcase of your program. It's just not. Um so <laughs> no. let's hope. We have a better showing against FAU, you know, 2019 conference champion coming in, and can flex that dominance and 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 improve on things uh, tremendously from last week, and uh, and and not let them, you know, uh, showcase Conference USA and continue to kind of um, help the Sun Belt. And... Well, this is kind of like Willie Taggart's redemption
1: story, right? Yeah. He had, you know, he was kind of average at Oregon left there, you know, to try to rebuild Florida State or kinda of take over from when Jimbo Fisher left and, you know, he did it failed. You know, this he this is gonna be he's gonna look at it probably the same way he kinda Layton Kiffin looked at it. This is my chance to come in here, do really well, and then jump back into a another P five job. Right. So, you know, this is really tack Te- this is part of his redemption. This is part of his, his audition um, back. Or, yeah. Yep. Yep. So you know he's looking at this as a, as this is the first game. This is where I'm going to make my mark. I'm going to show that hey, I'm I, not only is is FAU still going to be good, but I myself, Willie Taggart, me and my coaching staff, we're back. We know we know what we're doing, and and here's how, and, and this is going to be the showcase of it. Yeah,
0: and I I mean they certainly aren't going to go easy on us. I mean they're they're going to come out want to want to prove the state. I think they're going to come out swinging. I mean I, I really do. You know and and. I mean, certainly. If again, you you watch the tape. I mean, if uh, certainly, if we still have um, you know some players out on in in the defensive backfield, um, you know they're they're gonna they're gonna try to exploit that right out the gate. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah. Because you know, they are a passing team. Willie Taggart. I mean, he's he's air raid. I mean, you know, he he loves to throw the football. Like we said, they have a good running back. Um, but I think even more so than Lane Kiffin, who's a little bit more balanced, you know, I think, uh, I think Taggart's going to want to sling it all over the field. And right now that's a scary matchup <laughs> for, for what we saw. Um, you know, I, I think if, if you have like a, a run-based team coming in here, we feel a little bit better about that with our front seven, right. Um, than, than a team that's going to want to throw the ball, um, you know, 40 times a game. Uh, so it's, uh. Let's hope you know. Let's hope we see a good showing. Let's hope week one was a fluke, and 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 we can uh, put that behind us and 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 talk about. It. So I mean, you you mentioned that you know the fan base is going to be upset with. Well, obviously they'll be upset with the loss. We'll all be upset with the loss. But after what we saw in week one, I mean, if 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 we play a lot better, and then this is a close loss, you you think that's you know. You think, is that enough to panic over? I mean, is that, you know... I don't know. Well,
1: look, I mean, this schedule is not easy. You get Louisiana the week after. But it's a, non, it's a non-conference game. I mean, that.
0: you had said before, you know, I brought up in in the preview of, of you know, even lo- losing to Louisiana with them being, you know, a Western Division team, that that doesn't derail our season. Losing to FAU doesn't well, derail our was, season.
1: that was... Well, that's no, it doesn't derail the season. But if you're looking at it in terms of fan base being upset, you know, if we would have blown out Campbell, if we had came out and had a very good or or a very competitive either loss or win over FAU, then if we do get blown out by a Louisiana team that looks to be really really good by and all ranked all, and possibly so ranked
0: when we play them,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, and that may actually be kind of in the line of a New Year Six um, contention if they go if they run the field, but. You know, if we get beat by them, or even beat by more than two scores, if if the first two games would have went well, I think the fan base would be like, yeah, but it's Louisiana, they're right. really good. Okay, next game. By losing or by winning the way that we did against Campbell, and then if if we do lose the FAU, and then you do lose the Louisiana, I think people are gonna be pretty upset. I don't think it's not gonna be, it's not gonna be all rainbows and sunshine.
0: Yeah, I mean, I you know, I think, I think it probably depends on how the game goes. I mean, if if it's a close loss, if we play better on both sides of the ball, I do think you know the players being out will still play a factor um, in in that because um, you saw a lot. I mean, you saw a lot of people turn to that. You know, when when they were uh, defending, um, you know, the teams play, they they turned to the thirty-three. So, I mean, if if
1: well, it's, it's, it's a it valid is. point. It's it is a valid point, but you can't, just no, I know. Off.
0: But I mean, it's, you know, let's, again, let's hope that th- that number isn't as big this, you know, uh, this time around and we get some of these key starters back. I mean, even if it is still in the twenties, let's hope that whatever works again, I, I don't know. I mean, but, but, but let's, uh, you know, we don't know who, uh, well, we knew the, the injury, but the suspension, we don't know who that is. Right. But let's hope we get some of these key guys back, King, Kendrick uh, Duncan Jr., Wesley Kennedy. You know, we get we saw what happened last year I mean, with Wesley Kennedy I when think, he was well, out let's for. Let's cut yeah. to
1: this trace. I think I think we really want the secondary. Players we want the back. secondary players back. We right. Do. I mean, I mean, I mean, that's that, that that's having that's, Kennedy that's back would be great. We
0: saw now. that last year with him missing four games, academic suspension, right?
1: But King looked good. King, King looked, looked good strong.
0: and uh, Wright. I mean, we. It was yeah. Great it, was great yeah it was great to see Wright play. You get. Uh, speedy la in there as well um we have a a strong stable of running backs we know that so i i think you know i, I think maybe on special teams you see it a little bit more um you know i, I not taking anything away from caleb hood i'm really excited uh, about his future with the program but you know kennedy is a playmaker and can score anytime he touches the ball on offense or special teams right so i think on punt and kick returns that's that's a big factor for us. But yeah, as, as far as like if I had to choose as good as Kennedy is and, and while he you know, arguably is our best player on the team, um, if, if I had to choose right now, I would bring those defensive guys back because we were already weaker in that area, you know, in the secondary after the guys we lost, you know, to graduation and, and to the draft. Um, so we need them back. <laughs> we, you know, we, 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 we need those guys back to, uh, to solidify that backfield and, and help out, you know, some, some of those younger and experienced guys. So, you know, <clears throat> especially against a, a strong passing team. So, Hopefully we get them back, and I think you will see a big difference because then that opens things up for the front seven, right? They're, they're able to maybe get a little bit more pressure. They're able to, like, um, when, when they know they have that peace of mind, you're not going to, um, you know, flush a running quarterback out of the pocket, and then he's going to um, scramble and find a guy wide open with no one around him for 30 yards, right? So uh, I don't know. It's... <laughs>
1: Yeah, it, the 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 first game did not leave us no. very confident moving forward in the season, no. to say the least. I,
0: you know, I I'm I'm, I, I'm trying to stay optimistic. I really am. I, you know, and are you? This, this, is, this is my optimistic, optimistic at this point. Voice? It is. <laughs> it is at this point. I'm I'm sorry. It's just. It, and and again, I I think I think there's nothing wrong with feeling that way. Um, I think you're kind of. Turning a blind eye if if you don't feel this way, to be honest with you, um, because there it, it doesn't mean the sky is falling. It doesn't mean that we're you know gonna have a miserable season and and only win a couple games. It's just at this point, there's not a lot to be you know optimistic about. <laughs> there, there's just not. But let's let's I, hope that let's hope I, that changes.
1: Yeah, and I, look, I think to me to me i think the 33 being out plays a much bigger deal than i think we know of right i think i think it i think it does um i think really the only thing that i was kind of more concerned about is our secondary play you know there were there were big holes if campbell connects i think this is we're doing a a much more depressing podcast than what we're already doing this you know yeah. today um but uh, you know the positive that I see in this is that at least now they have it on film. These guys are young. This this is a teachable moment for them, and and to move forward. Now, do I think when I think of youth and and experience, do I think of it them not knowing where they should be at on the field? Yeah, maybe to a certain extent, but I at least would think they would know the playbook and know certain things of where they need to right. be at. Um, maybe not recognizing an an uh, offensive kind of situations. Maybe I don't know. But, like I said, this is, I think, I think Sloan and his defensive staff have a lot of film for for them to say, hey, look, in this situation, this is what you got to do better, and this is where you need to be at. This is why you need to be at. Let's not make these same mistakes going forward. it's a teachable moment. It's a teachable Um, moment, and let's hope that
0: everyone responds. Let's hope that the coaches take it as an opportunity to say, okay, look, things didn't go the right way. Still escaped with the win here's what has to be corrected and then let's hope the players respond to that. They recognize, they learn, yeah. they correct.
1: Cuz I think when you look at the defense, you know, we we you go back to 2018, that secondary and had a lot of talented veteran players on it. You know, they they yeah, the, the over the middle stuff happened, but that we felt pretty confident in that group. Last year obviously we had confidence in the corners. Secondary had you know some some young places, but but D- Kendrick Duncan filled in great, and he, now he's the he's kind of the star of that of that secondary. Uh, I think there's something to be said that th- with the youth that we had out there on the field, as well as it didn't look. I think hopefully going forward they will be better mm-hmm. for it.
0: No, I I, I do I agree I, with that. I agree with that. I mean with with all things considered. And you tell me that like we get the win, but we learn from this and it's it's like a huge eye opener and you know, we get those young guys experience where hope you know, if if the the starters do come back now, you know, you've you've got some, you know, quality snaps, right, under, under these younger guys. And then and then the guys that, you know, we're playing for the first time but we're meant to play for the first time and maybe didn't just find out you know that day or the day before um you know they they get better they they have another game you know they have a game under their belt so i i i do all things considered i'm that's promising to me is that you know we still escape with a win and these guys got some snaps let's hope they correct some things and and improve and, and get better and learn i mean that's 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 what you're supposed to do. So, so as as, as long as we yeah. don't see, you know, the 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 same things, um, you know, because again, it it can't happen against FAU. Certainly can't happen against a Louisiana or an app. Um, you know, where we sort of got away with some of those things against Campbell. You know, let's let's hope that we we just learn from them and and we move on. And it's not, it's, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I mean I, 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 honestly, that's all we can say is what we'll, we'll see. Time will tell with this. I, I hope it's a very different conversation next week. I really do.
1: I hope so. I, I mean, I hope so. I, and look, I, my goodness, if if Coastal just blows out Campbell on Friday night, I think our fan base is just going to be completely down in the dumps. Yeah.
0: Well, that's that's and and that's that's a good point, right? Is that we'll yeah we'll see another game from Campbell to kind of see are they for real. Or are we maybe that bad, right? I mean, and and yeah, uh, yeah it's a really good point. And, and I mean, you saw what Coastal did to Kansas. You know, is Kansas that bad? Is Coastal that good? Um, you know, or yeah, it's, it's our, our... they look the they, part? They they, they, they look, look the part. part. But I mean, Kansas has been bad for a really long time. Obviously, they beat them, you know, last year. Um, so who knows? You know, maybe I I think Coastal is is certainly improved. I think really the Sun Belt you know top to bottom is it is, is improved maybe sanss us I don't know you know again right now right now we haven't showed in brown yeah, <laughs> but with all those factors you know time will tell but yeah. you you look you look at the body work across uh you know all of Sunbelt, belt and and it's it's looking really good and we right now us and and, and Monroe kind of look like the weak links we still have teams you know yet to play in, in Georgia State and um, and Troy you know
1: yeah you'll see yeah, Troy and Georgia State. Georgia State, they get the, the lucky job of getting Louisiana to start off the season. So I don't know how much we'll be able to tell right. from that what they can do or anything. Um, Troy, you know, we'll, I think Troy is Southern Miss, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so we'll get to see kind of what they can do. Uh, but, I mean, again, I don't expect Troy to go down. They're They're replacing their quarterback, but... You know, Chip Lindsey, he'll have his offense rolling. I, you know, it's, this is going to be a tough season. It's going to be a so tough season. Everybody in this conference has Troy a, Troy plays uh, Middle Tennessee.
0: In, yeah. Middle Tennessee, which I okay, believe got go. blown out in their first game. They got blown yeah. out by all. So, uh, you know, so yeah. I mean, if, if you see like a close game or, or a loss in that, then that, that might be telling. But yeah, I mean, all, yeah. all the teams in the Sun Belt for the most part came to play, you know, in, in the first week or two. Um, you know, we, didn't so much live up to those expectations and let's hope we, we, we correct that. So um, we'll, you know, and let's hope that that Campbell uh, game against Coastal, that, that doesn't like affect the player's mindset, but that, that's what I'm looking for. And we'll wrap this up, Cody. That's what I'm lo- looking. um, What I'll be looking for right with this game is, is mindset. You know, if, if um, now that we went through that whole 33 player thing, um, I think it will be less shocking to the fan base if we see a similar number um, or even, you know, if it's a, a fraction of that, if it's, you know, 10, 12, 15 players, yeah. whatever, it's not going to be as shocking. Um, I certainly did not expect to see that, um, you know, a, a couple hours before the game. But and, and hopefully it has the same effect on the, on the players, right, where now if, if whenever that period started again, uh, these guys that had to step up and now they know, look, week two we're doing it again you know you're you're in the same position so yeah. it's less of a shock to the system um and we can just move on and and really do that next man up rather than maybe like a scramble that that may have happened you know with with uh you mm-hmm. know shy saying that <clears throat> yeah we found out that again the collective that we we're going to be down that many players it won't be as big of a surprise maybe if if it if it happens again um yeah. So and then yeah, I'll, I'll just look to see how we come out of the gate, and and hopefully we come out energized and and, and ready to play because I don't think that was the case against Campbell. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, you know
1: this is an eleven round fight, right? Each game is round. We took a pretty hard beating this first game, all the way around. COVID, opponent, fan base, everybody. You know how does this team respond? How does the coaching staff yeah. respond to this? You know, um, I, I, the, the, it'll be telling. It'll yep. be telling, to say the least. I don't. I, I would not expect our team to come out as flat as they did against. Yeah, me. I, I hope, hope not. I, I, I think I, we have we have no, all the reasons not.
0: not to, right? We do. Um yeah, no. Again, nationally televised game, ESPN showcase. I mean, you you got you kind of got embarrassed a little bit, you know. I mean, you, you did. I mean, obviously, yeah. it would have been worse if we lost. They should have they something do. to prove. Yeah, hopefully that we come out with a chip on they, our shoulder should, and we say, look, you know that. And
1: this is everybody from from Lunsford to the the water people to you know everybody on this on that. The fans, I mean, you know, we
0: saw stuff about like the fans of not, you know, getting the chant wrong and and whatever reason, you know, with not being on the video board and blah, 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 whatever. But yeah, literally, you're right. It's it's not, we're not pointing fingers at players or even coaches, the collective. This is, this is our, you talk about Willie Tiger's redemption. This is our redemption week, right? I mean, this this is our time to come out and say, we're putting week one behind us. That, that was a fluke. Everything that went, could go wrong, went wrong. We still persevered and won and this is who we really are. Yep. This is who we truly are. We're
1: gonna we're gonna come out here and prove gotta talk wrong that that they we shouldn't be concerned that we're gonna be whatever, we, we're gonna prove the message boards wrong, you know, because goodness gracious I, I avoid it. Board? I avoid it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Oh I'm <laughs> sure, I'm sure, hey, I'm
0: sure it's really bad. And again, it's it's I it's completely justified to be that way, but please prove us wrong please prove us wrong because we do yeah. not want to have another conversation like this.
1: I don't want to come out here and it's, it, and it's a four or five touchdown right. blowout. I, I, I want next That's week with the podcast
0: fun. to, to again, talk about how, I mean, I was really excited about the season and I, I'm trying to still be optimistic, but I mean, yeah, the week one, it, it, it hurt that optimism. It did. Um, but show me that it's a fluke. Show me that it was a one-off and let's get excited moving into Louisiana after you know putting uh, making a statement against FAU. Yeah. Yep. So with that Cody, we'll we'll pick it up next week hopefully with with better things to talk about and more optimism. Um, <laughs> so with that as always, Hail Southern. Hail Southern. Thank you for listening to Got to Talk. Be sure to visit our website, gatatalk.com like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter at Gatatalk Podcast for more news and coverage of Georgia Southern football. Reach out
1: with questions, share your thoughts, or suggest topics on our social media channels or by emailing us at podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Eagle Nation, gotta and hail Southern. All right,